and you won't believe what he said to me. Your coworker again? Yeah, girl. Wow. So what'd you do? Well, I told him to... Wait, say what? Hello, everyone. We are now live for our Wait, Say What episode... <laughs> three yes three okay cool uh and it's gonna be a mama say what episode so i have with me my esteemed mother and colleague in this endeavor <laughs> elisa hi so we want to actually start this one off by uh, introducing ourselves because we realized that there was a few things that were missing in the last one. Um, so we're going to just give a, a quick introduction of who we are, uh, some of our credentials, and why we are both interested in doing these Wait Say What episodes and talking about different things. So I'm going to let her start. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, I am Alisa. I am Jordan's mother, and I am an Air Force employee. I work for the Department of Defense for the Air Force. Um, I have been in public and private sector as an employee. I have worked as an instructor, um, a teacher, I have worked in administration as, as an administrator um, in administrative roles such as secretaries and so forth. Um, I have an undergraduate degree in education and secondary education, um, a master's degree in aerospace administration and logistics, and an MBA in aerospace and defense. I've been working for the government for about 25 years and have been working um, in and out of public and private industry for roughly 40 years. That's a that's a pretty big <laughs> pretty big resume there. I should have gone first. <laughs> <laughs> I have a little little bit of time on you, so I mean <laughs> there's that. So that's awesome. And honestly, watching what you've done with your career and, and seeing a lot of the things that you've done in corporate settings pretty much is what made me want to follow a bit along in your footsteps. So mm -hmm. I am Jordan Blanson or Jojo. Um, I am the daughter of esteemed Elisa Blanson. And I work in the automotive industry for an employer that I'm not going to name because I don't want you to know. And also, <laughs> I've been working for my company, though, for eight years now. Um, I started off in advertising uh, as an advertising assistant, and it was a corporate setting as well. And then I got hired directly on for the company that I work for now, and I've been working for them, like I said, for uh, eight, seven, eight years now. Um, I work for uh, an executive's team. So there is an executive of North America and I work on his team responsible for getting all deliverables completed. Uh, so anything that goes across his desk, my team is responsible for getting that done. Uh, I am also the projects manager for our team. So anything that is 
large and cumbersome and frustrating, I take care of that as well. So, um, and I have a degree in psychology, uh, a bachelor's in psychology. I also am like one class away from a bachelor's in art, actual art. Uh, mm -hmm. I didn't want to take that last class. However, I uh, also have a master's in industrial organizational psychology, which is the psychology and the understanding of people as they work in corporate settings and understanding all of that. So those are our credentials. Um, and I would like to add, though, that right now the roles that we are currently in are almost parallel. And so in my office now, um, in the setting that I'm in, um, I have a staff of program managers that manage the same type programs at about the same pace at which Jordan um, was speaking. So we are, we're living kind of parallel work lives right now. Yeah. So we all often call each other um, <laughs> and say, oh, man, how would you organize this? How would you, what do your spreadsheets look like? Do you track your things like this? Do you track your things like that? And we have a lot of really good conversations with each other about how we manage our work schedules, how we interact with people. And that awesome interaction is why I wanted to do Wait, Say What? To say, I know there's not a lot of people that I'm aware of that have these really good conversations with their mom you know, that, ha that have a mom that is just like, like we are back and forth, like challenging things every day, really discussing the things that's happening in our workplaces. And I wanted us to be able to have these conversations and maybe they can add value to someone else as well. And okay. you're in agreement. You're in agreement with that. I am in agreement. <laughs> <laughs> so I drug her along, uh, kicking and screaming almost at the beginning. Still, still slightly kicking and screaming, but we made it. <laughs> Today on our episode, uh, I wanted to take an opportunity, and this is something that we talked about when we were trying to figure out the next episode. Um, there's a lot of topics that we're we can cover and we plan to cover, but especially right now, we were thinking about <laughs> politics of your appearance at work and how that relates to us every day at work and how it relates to our blackness at work. Um, so yeah, wait, say what? Episode three, appearance politicking. <laughs> so mom, this yes. was your initial brainchild. It so <laughs> I think that you should get us kicked off. Okay. So my first question, then I'll ask you a question. And it will be um, along the line of appearance, going into um, a job, whatever that job may be, do you think anybody has the right to... Um, say what your appearance should look like, how you should appear when you come to work. Do they have the right? Mm -hmm. Does your employer has the right to impart um, 
their views as to what you should look like when you come, as to how you should look when you come to work. Do they have the right? Yep. Probably no, but do they have the power? Yes. <laughs> so I'd say that no, no one can tell me, you know, the best way to be me and to, to portray myself. However, I have to also be conscious of the fact that other people pay me monies. So if I'm trying to get paid and promoted, I know that there is something that people are searching for. And I feel like I have to make a decision. That decision is how true to what you want to wear are you about to be versus how much money you're trying to make. <laughs> so those are the, the options that I weigh. <laughs> and, and I think my opinion, and let's be clear here, everything that we say here today is an opinion. So there will be people that disagree and that's, you know, that's good. That's kind of why we want to have these conversations. So my opinion is that um, organizations, professional organizations want to appear professional. Less professional organizations have less stringent standards. So my thought is if you want to get in, if you're not already an employee and you're trying to be an employee, right, right. or if you are a fairly new employee on probation or whatever, and you want to keep that job, my, <laughs> my um, thoughts are you um, go along to get along. And when you are in a position that um, you can express yourself more freely, you do that, um, but not at the jeopardy of losing employment if that employment is significant to you or your family. That makes sense to me. Um, and that's that's a constant uh, a constant challenge that I feel like I face because I mean, hey, nose ring, you know, I would probably have my face tattooed. I'm just joking. I would have my face tattooed, but I would maybe have a sleeve or I would maybe have more visible tattoos or, you know, maybe. Um, but working in a corporate setting, I'm fully aware of what my, what I have to look like, but mm -hmm. what I need to look like. And while, yes, I think there's some guys at work that I've seen with their tattooed arms out and things like that. And that doesn't present a problem for them. I know that in combination with my blackness, I'm not about to pull off the same things that these men can pull off, frankly, mm -hmm. you know, woman strike one, <laughs> black woman strike two. And you want to have tattoos and you want to have nose piercings and you want to have whatever else. It's just like, it just makes that challenge even harder. And it's hard right now. Yeah. So one of the young ladies um, that was fairly new to our office had to do a briefing. It's been within the last year. Um, and her concern was she had braids. It was um, a protective style, so not the individual micro, you know, the micro type. Um, it was a, the big protective style braids. And she asked me, do you think I need to take my hair down before this meeting tomorrow? That hair had just gone up. So 
A, <laughs> that's not cheap. <laughs> and um, B, it just wasn't necessary. Yeah. So she was concerned that she was going to see a senior executive with her hair in braids and ethnic style, right? It was going to be a problem. And that it would present a problem. And I totally disagree with her <laughs> and uh, explain to her that, yes, employ for me, employers can have an opinion, but they cannot um, regulate beyond a certain degree. Right. And in this environment, we don't have a, quote, particular dress code in administrative environments, professional, clean. That's subjective, right? It's Correct. Like you can't yes. just say braids are not professional. Right. And with that as the undertone, it's like wear your hair. Your hair is professional. It is not um, distracting um, for a normal you know, person in society looking at you. It's, it's not a distraction. It's not in disarray. It's not, no, your hair is pulled back. She had it braided. I mean, it was pulled back professional and it looked very nice. And she went to her meeting and came back and said, nobody blinked an eye at the fact that she had her hair in braids. And so that's not necessarily the standard yeah. across the United States. What's under your hat? Oh, hey, fancy you should ask. I wear your hat. Would I wear this to school or at school? <laughs> yeah. yes. Would I wear this to work? No, but... Maybe actually, I think if I had a wrap, I would wear this to work. If it was like a, a scarf, I feel like I could get away with it. But right now I feel like this is too dressed down for something that I would wear to work. Um, so no, I would not wear this to work. But underneath my hair or underneath this hat is just my crazy hair. So I didn't want to mess with my hair. So I put it under a hat and I feel like with this, with my curly hair every day and my hair is natural, um, I don't want to mess with it all the time. So if I can find a way to do it quicker, then there's a way that I do it quicker. And honestly, when I had my side shaved at work, that was one of the best hairstyles that I had. Um, surprisingly, I thought it was going to be come across as unprofessional. Uh, my hair was like an orangey red at the time. Do you remember that? And I had my sides shaved all the way back to like right here um, on both sides. So I pretty much shaved all my hair off because I have too much curly hair and I didn't want to mess with it. So I just shaved half of it off. And I always was concerned about, is someone going to say my hair is unprofessional at work? And I would try to keep my fluffiness down so that my hair just gets fluffy. It's humid as heck in Michigan. And it would just grow fluffier and fluffier. And I was always trying to like press it down as much as I could and, you know, keep it in this specific shape. And one day my senior executive, who was also a black man, let me caveat that, said, why do you keep trying to press your hair down like that? It looks better when it's all wild. <laughs> Which was two, two ways that I took that, you know, I was like, okay, it's wild, but also that... <laughs> It's acceptable. <laughs> but yeah, it's it was a it's a style. It's just my hair is fluffy and curly, and I was super concerned about looking unprofessional with my mm -hmm. hair all curly and fluffy. 
And he specifically, it was just the two of us. So it wasn't like he was calling me out in front of anybody or anything like that. But he goes, I think you should, if you want to wear your hair like that, then you should wear your hair like that. I was like, thanks. But now, you were probably, to be fair, probably trying to pull it back to some degree because of some advice that I had probably given you. You probably told me to calm it down. Your hair's already orange. <laughs> <laughs> so even there, you can see we're differing opinions, that there are differing opinions. And depending on, again, the situation, who you're working for, where you're working, the type of job that you're doing, all of those things and other things come into play. So right. there isn't a one size fits all. So today I put on my <clears throat> professional Ooh. attire wow. because, <laughs> because uh, you know, we're talking about this, but again, today um, I have my hair natural and curly. Last week um, before, you know, I chopped it again, it was straighter and pulled back into a more, um, a, a more societal norm style. Uh, today, no, it, it's cut and this is as, you know, as good as it's going to get. Yes. But it's, to me, in my opinion, it is um, not distracting. It is clean, it's presentable. And nobody on this, in this world is going to tell me right now. It's not that, right. Yeah. That there is a problem with my hair just because of the fact that it is, you know, natural. And I will say to you, though, you have more of a concern a lot of the times about your hair than I do. So I know when it was longer, you were always worried about, OK, is it too curly right now? It's too wild right here. It's too frizzy right here. Yeah. Like, can I get the, can I get away with this? And I'm like, your hair is fine. It's, it's natural. And you're always like, ah, yeah. I feel like I need to tame it a little bit more. <laughs> but see, I think you guys are forcing us You and your by you guys. I mean, your generation, you guys are forcing us into being more accepting in the 70s yeah people were uh, rocking the afros the naturals as right. we called them back then um and it was a time that we were proud of our hair over the years obviously that has morphed yeah, into right. the fact that everybody wants to have long hair whether extensions or braids or whatever but everybody wants to have long voluptuous hair that is you know, not necessarily um, representative of every part of the black culture. I mean, we, we come in all different um, textures and shapes and colors and there is no one style or one. Yeah, there is no one size fits all. And so it took me longer to come into um, acceptance of this. I would even go so far as to say the last, what, five years? You're welcome. Yes. <laughs> but yeah so and it when you let that go it is so freeing yes yeah so um but you're right i i do have to say thank you because that was one of the the things that um we just don't another weight we just don't have to push put on ourselves right now ability politics of what yeah. what about my black appearance is too black what about yeah. my black appearance is too far from the you know white the whiteness that is norm you know our society has dubbed whiteness the normal it mm -hmm. agree with it or not 
that's what it is. Mm-hmm. So every time we deviate from it, we're deviating from normal. And it's so hard to gauge it because people can come up with any reason to say that you are not fitting the proper status. You know, yes. you see it all the time in the news that this little girl or this girl here got told that they're getting kicked out of school because they have braids, right. uh, that it's not natural and that it's not this and people being fired for this. You know, we see it all the time, mm-hmm. even though it's professional, it's, it's, it's crazy that states have had to pass laws that say you can't regulate my hair. Think about that. Right. And 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 even then, that's only a few states. That's yes. not across the board. It's so not across the board. You can get fired for being black over here for you may be slightly protected over here, but mm-hmm. the protections are not the same across states. So yeah. This natural hair, yeah, it's not. It's it. It could be a problem for each new employer that I have. I right. feel right now I'm lucky because I work for Black people right now, which is great. It's cool. I work for a Black woman who works for a Black man. This is the wildest, uh, <laughs> diverse team I've been on. Oh my goodness, <laughs> two Black people, um, and and I know that there is a certain understanding of culture and there's an understanding of, you know, what I'm wearing and and all of that, uh, that come along with actually having bosses at the moment that are black. Um, but that has not, that has not been my norm. Full experience. Yeah. Not been my full experience. This is the most free I felt with being able to represent myself at work. Mm-hmm. So I love that you have, the freedom to represent yourself at work. But I'm also going to bet that in a large way, you still tailor what you wear to fit a professional environment. Oh, for sure. So I have my bling shirt on. Oh, you so fancy. Let me see them shoulders. Throw them at the camera, girl. Back it. Bow, bow, bow. <laughs> so <laughs> um, would this be appropriate? for me to wear into my office? Depends on your pants. Really? I think so. Hmm. See there, there again, we have it. No, but I wouldn't look at another person and think about it. I have rhinestones on my shoulder. I've seen some, some, I've seen a lot of things. I wouldn't look at your shirt and be like, (laughs) Oh my gosh, she's wearing rhinestone. If you were wearing like a dress down pant, maybe. But if you had on like a slack and you had the, the little front part tucked in, I could I could see it pulled off. You can pull off anything depending on the full presentation, my opinion. Okay. Especially if your shirt fits right. If it's a fitted, your shirt fits your body and it's not like, I think you can get away with a lot. I've seen you get away with some stuff that I'm like, <laughs> I wouldn't put that together. But you know what? She put a blazer on and wow, (laughs) boom. And so I have had the the unfortunate opportunity um, to work with and mentor a woman who wasn't very much younger than myself on um, attire in the workplace. 
So this particular situation <laughs> um, was in a 40s something um, black woman. And I pulled her aside to have this conversation because she was at a point in her career that she's either going to remain stagnant or she will have opportunities, you know, for further growth. And my conversation started because someone else had mentioned her attire. And so I just did not want her to not know what, yeah, yeah, what conversations around. So it was a hard conversation, but I had it. And essentially um, told her um, that, you know, appearance matters. I don't care what people says. I don't care what we think our rights are. People will judge you by the way you look. If you come to work in an office environment, (laughs) um, dressed like you're going to the club, four days out of the week, yeah, people are gonna look at you. Please tell me what you mean by club. I'm a sophisticated club goer. Okay, well, so when I'm going to start um, from, let's just start upper. We may have on a, um, and, and keep in mind, this is a 40 something year old woman with teenage children. Right, girls and boys. Ages, Lisa. People can. I'm, I, I, I'm saying this for a reason, Hunty. Uh, but, um, but we have on a, um, let's say a t-shirt with a cat. We have on jeans um, or pants that are probably a size and a half too small. Did you say she wore a cat shirt? I did. It could be a cat. It could be Mickey Mouse. It could be any. Okay. And then we have on a pair of either, let's say dress slacks this particular day. Right. And again, they're at least a size and a half too small, maybe two. Um, And this is a very attractively built woman. Right. Okay. And then we will have on a pair of lace socks with the lace sticking out of the booties, which are probably red with rhinestones and four inches. And I haven't mentioned the lace glove, one lace glove. How, what what do we say about that? Okay, so I understand, I understand what you're saying. In a perfect world, it wouldn't matter what you look like. Is, it would only matter what your performance is. We know it's not a perfect world. And if you're not in a teleconference office working from home, it it matters what you look like because people are looking to pay and promote you probably. So if, if you can't, who, what is that dress for the job that you want? So yes. right now I know that I could technically wear jeans to work. Mm-hmm. That's something that I am allowed to do. I only do it on Friday because they make us do it. <laughs> They're like, stop being so stuffy. Wear jeans on Friday. And so all the executives pushed forward wearing jeans. So cool. I wear jeans on Friday. Um, but I want to always, as a black woman, like we said, I am always trying to be a million times better than everybody else because I'm not trying to find or have some one reason be the reason they said that they didn't promote me. Right. I want them to say, I didn't promote you because I don't think that you would represent our company as an executive well. Right. And 
they would say that's based on my appearance. So right. I'm not going to give anyone yep. any extra reason to cut me from any opportunity that Correct. I have earned from my performance based Correct. on what they think I should look like. Very, 100% agree. And I would also add to that, that um, people equate appearance to performance. Performance. Until right. they have a chance to intimately know you and work with you, people will equate your appearance to your performance. So again, dress for the job that you want, not for the job that you have. And let's go a little bit further and say, we're, we've been talking specifically about corporate America, but there could be a job that's, um, let's say in a warehouse, but you have a, um, some sort of a, a leadership role or an office job or, or whatever in a warehouse, maybe 100% acceptable to wear jeans and a t-shirt to that job every day. Yeah. And that's seen as 100% professional. Right. Right. Yeah, so every space has its own set of rules. Right. But I think we all need to evaluate where we are, um, what is acceptable within the, uh, the company that we're in right. and to your point, as you started, how much of a statement are we willing um, make. to make and at what expense are we making that statement? Right. Well, and see, I think that some of the reason that I do what I do as well is like, if my hair is crazy, I'm going to have a suit on. Correct. You know what I mean? So yeah. you're just like, my is all fluffy and wild and red and or whatever color it is, I want it to be. Um, however, I'm wearing a pinstripe suit. You know, I'm wearing something that is really sharp. I'm wearing some sharp shoes. So please tell me exactly why you're saying I'm not professional. Oh, is right. it because you think it's my hair? Now let's mm -hmm. go talk to HR. You know what I mean? Like, so I feel like I'm trying to arm myself for the argument that I know is going to to one day affect me and I'm trying to cut it in the in, in the butt. So I can have multiple reasons that someone's gonna come after me. If I'm trying to have my hair how I want it, then I'm gonna need the rest of it to be fine. If I'm trying to have basic boring hair, then you know, maybe this can be more simple. And you need to have your performance in check because <laughs> one of the things that we don't want to do is um, say, oh, well, they're targeting me because I have natural hair. No, yeah. they're targeting you because you suck at your job. Because you so, suck. but that's another conversation. Yeah. That's a different conversation. I different think, conversation, right? One thing too, I would like to talk about is the, um, the very real budgetary constraints that come around dressing. Um, that's your dressing thing. professionally, right? Yeah. A pair of slacks ain't cheap. Maybe. Well, okay. Okay, they're, they're not super cheap, but I will say for me, um, because I'm a thrifty person and I refuse to pay $200 for a pair of pants or $100 for a pair of pants or even $50 for a pair of pants, it's not cheap, <laughs> I don't want to. So I personally will thrift, find a name brand, pair of slacks, shirt, dress, whatever, and I alter my clothes. Or with my pants, because I've recently gotten too lazy, I found a uh, seamstress in town who charges $10 to alter my pants. 
So I can take all my thrift store goods to this person and she can tailor all of them to fit my body. So even though I spent $20 on these dress slacks, they look like a million bucks. And somebody's going to look at you and say, or, or listen to what you say right now and say, but even that's out of my budget right now. Fair. And so to, you know, to everyone, I, I don't want any of this to come across as um, elitist, right? Yeah. So you have to do what you can do within your own means, um, you know, but there are ways to combat, you know, costs. Yeah, yeah, there are ways to combat the expense. And Pardon? It is expensive looking good. It is, especially if you're trying to wear multiple sets of pants. And I know for a while there, I grew out of all my pants. I ate too many cakes or whatever, and I could not fit my slacks looking real. And I was upset about it because I have this collection of slacks and now I can't wear any of them. Am I going to go buy a whole new set of slacks that are two sizes bigger? It's, it's, it's frustrating. So what I did was got one really good pair of black slacks and nobody pays attention to the fact that you're wearing the same black pants every day. But but you do what you can within the resources that you have. And I think the bottom line is if you cannot afford to draw attention to yourself, don't. Be you, but find, you know, find again, find that that balance. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah. Don't put yourself at jeopardy. There is no reason to fight a cause just, you know, for the sake of fighting a cause. If there is personal concern or if you have, um, as you said um, earlier, if, if you are invested in this because I feel like, you know, this is my right and I should be able to exercise it, it then, you know, do it. But if you really just don't, don't make it an argument if you don't have to be you though. But um, yeah, just, yeah. You've had this conversation with me probably more times than you'd care to admit. Cause I am stubborn. I'm yeah. super stubborn. Yeah. yeah, you are. For like a year or so, I refused to wear slacks cause I refused to pay for them. So I was like, I'm gonna wear a skirt every day. <laughs> yeah. Then I got to go wearing skirts, so I found me slacks. But I don't wear skirts in my personal life. But I just was sick of trying to find clothes that fit. And I'm a 200 pound, five eleven woman. Um, finding pants that are long enough, shirts that are long enough, things that fit my shoulders, all of that is so much work, and I hate shopping. So appearance politics, they matter even if you don't want them to matter. They matter. Even if you wish that this was the most perfect of worlds where your performance is all that you needed. I have thought that same way in my own personal life. I have fought uphill with my stubbornness and refusing to give until I realized I would much rather take home all of their money and wear what I want at home. Absolutely. And once you get to a position, um, and I'm not necessarily talking rank, uh, you know, or exec, I'm not, I'm, I'm just saying once you have cemented yourself in that organization and your work is speaking volumes for you, the more you establish yourself within an organization, 
the more um, of those opportunities that you can take. Yeah. And when you take those opportunities, um, you are paving the way for others to do the same. Yeah. You know, wearing our hair natural five, 10 years ago was not seen very often. Yes, agree. But the women that wore their hair natural to work 10 years ago and took the heat and had to talk to HR and had to do all of those other things, they paved the way for us to be able to do it today and not have to answer those same questions. So, um, yes, so I'm not saying, so make your statement. Just do it wisely. Again, all I say is don't jeopardize a job that you need to make a statement. That's fair. And uh, hopefully we can all uh, move up, be in positions of leadership. Like you said earlier, when that woman asked you um, about her braids, you were were her boss that had her back. She knew that her manager had her back. And I feel that same way about my current boss. Mm Um, I know that they have my back and that is why it's so important to have more representation in leadership. And I think we're both striving to get there. And hopefully as you guys watch these, we may help you out. Um, but I think that was a really good way to kind of circle that back around. Um, maybe you have your cause, but secure the bag before you jeopardize it. Yep. Even if it's simple, do your best to look good. Because appearance politicking matters, unfortunately. (laughs) um, This was our brief 30-minute chat. We're right at time, a little over time, but it's fine, Um, about (laughs) appearance politics and, and things of that nature. So... If you guys have any suggestions on something that you would like to see specifically, uh, feel free to leave them in the comments. That would be great. We do look at that. Um, or we also just argue back and forth with each other and decide. <laughs> so that might be the next way. So if you're trying to save me and my mother's relationship, just post a topic. Thank you. You're welcome. What do you, do you have anything that you want to close with, Mom? Why do you always put me on the spot like that? I'll close with my comments first and you can have a second to think about it. Okay. Okay. So thank you guys so much for watching this episode. We're going to try to have more quality content coming your way. Um, Appearance, unfortunately, does matter. So be wise, but also do your very best to show your full self at work.